Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. From Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, we hunt the world, and you can too. Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level? Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? But didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thanks for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. That sounds like an infomercial sometimes, but I really try not to have it sound like that. That's a little loud today, probably. I'm putting an emphasis on this. <laughs> when you do this as much as we do, um, and you know what? I, I actually, this is one of the highlights of my week is doing this podcast. I enjoy it. I really like preparing for it and getting ready. But anyway, welcome to the Bone Cave. It's good to have you here today. We say that every week, and then I know we started inviting you out, but we're in Spearfish, South Dakota. Um, and uh, just come out anytime you're going. We're the gateway to the West is what they say. You know, I didn't understand that until when I first moved here, and I'd be flying in and out with my financial services company. And then it would seem to me about uh, Memorial Day, there would be a truckload of people that had white hair and white tennis shoes um, flying in here to get on big buses. <laughs> and then I, I, yeah, and the somebody, bus thing is big anymore. It's not as big anymore, is it? Oh, it is. Oh, it's giant. Is it, I, I haven't just, noticed as much I anymore. Just, that's because you're blind to it. Yeah. Um, because I just noticed I flew in the other day, and there was a plane that was late out of United, and I got in, and the whole thing was like, and I, and then they had these two big buses out there. Well, we have that, you know, that tourist spot just up the hill from here at the High Plains Western Heritage yes. Center. They've been having three buses every day this month. Wow. Yeah. It, it's crazy, Brad. So that's, yeah, that's that's a cool place, an old Western museum yeah. type Yeah, thing. it really is. Yeah. So, but if you're not doing a bus tour, come and stay up at the Lodge at Deadwood, but we'll talk about them later. Um, and uh, it's one of our favorite places, and mm. we really like them, and uh, um, they support us, and they support so, hunting. It's one of my favorite restaurants in Spearfish. <laughs> it, it just happens to be. In Deadwood. <laughs> it just happens to be in Deadwood. Uh. And it's kind of a destination location with the gaming and all that but anyway we'll, we might talk about them later but welcome to the bone cave we're glad to have you we would want you to stop your bus by here stop in here um we uh we're at the end of our lease here and we're going to either be building a place or um getting a new one and the new one will a hundred percent for sure uh, offer a retail experience for you to come in and see the products that we sell online and uh, um, and that support us in the field. That's the big thing about our products that we market. They support us in all these adventures, and I think that's unique. You know, um, there's a place like that kind of in Alaska that I always like to go see, mm -hmm. and uh, we're going to emulate kind of that with the new. It's the been new kind store. of our. It's kind of been our little theme for years. Yeah, for years, it? exactly. And we're excited about that. And as we expand more locations around the United States, our agency model with our agency managers, the people who run. The, you know, the, yeah, we'll probably have lots of those little uh, adventure hubs all over yep. the, the country. We're going to have adventure hubs all over the country. We'll keep you posted them as they come because there's been a giant demand for that. And our advisors have just done a great job of moving out into new geographical locations, helping people with all of our services. But anyway, um, but we'd love you to stop at our original Bone Cave. Um, it's always fun to have you here. And uh, we'll have to do a podcast again on how that name came. Um, but uh, it's kind of funny. But anyway, I'm Brian Maiman, founder of Rolling Bones Outdoors. I'm here with Brad Dana um, and uh, one of the owners of Rolling Bones Outdoors uh, and partners in this adventure. Brian Martin's not here today, but uh, Brad Dana's uh, always here. We, we, I mean, we're kind of the anchors of this, right? Well, we're not hermits and nomads uh, like Brian. So that, I mean, we, <laughs> oh my gosh. He, 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 he sure is. Um, and then, of course, we have Bleep on today, and we're ready to go. But today we're going to talk to you about something special. Um, something manifested itself 
um, after 22 years last week. What was that, Brad? Oh, that would have been uh, Lady Luck shined on me this year, and I finally drew my bighorn tag in Wyoming. Uh, luck and time. Luck and time and preparation. Yep. And strategic planning. Yep. Luck, time, preparation, and uh, a, a bunch of uh, strategizing. You're exactly right. Yep. So anyway, we're going to talk about um, Brad's Wyoming bighorn ram hunt that you just got back on and me even saying that is kind of cool it's pretty cool um, because how many people get to say that they killed a bighorn ram in the wilderness of um, Wyoming or Montana or any of the western states pretty cool yeah. these are these are a special critter yep. they're indigenous of that area and um, the Rocky Mountain bighorn ram right. shot in the Rocky Mountain yep. region is in Wyoming is pretty cool. It's pretty crazy. And then huh? you then you add names like Cody Wyoming, yep. Dubois, going out of up out of there. Yeah, into we were the we were close to Buffalo Bills original camp. It, really? Oh yeah, this is the next drainage over. Really? I was I was one drainage away from Yellowstone essentially. Yeah, and and so you think about that the nostalgia yeah. of that, just that entire hunt, how pretty cool. But anyway, um, we're going to talk about that today. But why don't uh, why don't you speak to that? Twenty two years, how did it feel to draw? And then I want to know uh, I want to know why out of all those outfitters we have in Wyoming, why you picked, what made you get your top three, and then what made you pick the one you picked. Well. I would say 22 years. Um, obviously, I, I wanted, first of all, the draws get harder. Um, the draws change, and I wanted to, I knew I was getting close. I wanted to pull the trigger, so I reserved, I pulled back a lot of my applications because I knew this one I had a, I was in the top pool of the drawing probably. But you don't, you don't ever know how things are going to turn out. But, uh so I reserved the opportunity to draw this tag and, and eliminate my potential conflicts because I didn't want to draw two or three really great tags at once. Um, so, I, and I did want to draw out. I also want to draw my moose out sooner than later. Um, you know, I think, I think changes may be coming on the horizon in Wyoming. And, uh, you know, I mean, same deal. I got 20, this will be 23 years for moose. So tell our audience, what is the top pool? What, 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 is, what is that made up of? Well, the, in Wyoming, Wyoming has a unique but neat system. I like Wyoming right now. One of the cool things about Wyoming is it's such a small state population-wise, they really can't sustain themselves. And they, I don't think they realized what they're trying to set in motion right now because right now they save 25% of the tags of these, uh, you know, bighorn sheep, mountain goat, uh, moose, save those for non-residents, which is pretty special. They charge a lot for the tags. Um, but what, where they really make a home run is that I, I figure they make about 1.6 million per species of those on uh, the preference point drawing. So that's big money. <laughs> that's a lot of money. So what is the top pool? Well, the top pool is... Uh, they have a preference point, which is a true preference point. They've hybridized theirs a little bit, but a preference point system, the person with the most points is guaranteed the tag. That, that, that person goes into that pool. So if they, sell, if they sell 10 tags and there's eight people in the top preference point drawing, all eight of those will draw. If there's 10 tags and there's 12 people, then you, then you, run, you, know, you, you run with those 12 and they pick 10 of those. So, so that's the top pool. And I knew I was, there's, so the top pool has the majority of the tags in it for non-resident. Right. And then your odds are inside that pool based right. on how many people live in that pool. Right. And that pool is established by how many people have applied for a certain period. Right. And I think I was at 22 and I think the top pool was at 25 and with point creep and people not applying, it'll probably be 26 next year because there's, there's two units that are considered the well the people that are not applying if they change it yeah stepped in their own noose they stepped in their own yeah i mean but we won't uh, talk about that it, right now that's, we'll, we'll, that's we're gonna, i don't want to digress we'll, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later so yeah the whole thing is complicated because i mean literally people apply for a tag i think there's a 15 dollar application fee they hit you for two and a half percent of the tag you have to front the money up front they keep the money for about six months so, I mean, just the 2.5% is 50, 58, 59 bucks. 
And there are people that are actually applied for units that were wholly impossible. There, it was impossible for them to draw. It didn't make any sense to do it. But they also charge 150 bucks for a point. And if you have any questions on any of this, not to digress and be a cheap um, commercial, but our Rolling Bones membership would help you maneuver through this and apply in those. And we have people like Kelly and Mary that are in here every day that are watching all of this online. And Mary specifically is a nerd geek um, uh, nerd um, that likes nerd geek nerd. <laughs> yeah, a nerd geek nerd numbers and stats. that, that numbers she likes numbers and stats. Exactly right. And mapping and, and all maps, this stuff. And maps. And she's sticking her head outside her office right now, going, "That's me" <laughs> with a big smile. So um, anyway, that's that's just a little infomercial for our membership. Go well, ahead. Brad. Well, so anyway, drawing the tag is surreal, but I mean, you got to fa- you got to factor all that stuff in. I mean. If you figure you have 220 bucks a year or just applying for your sheep tag, 220 bucks applying for your moose tag, mountain goat, there's no points. And I, I finally dropped out. I didn't even apply for mountain goat. I've shot one now. Um, saw tons and tons of mountain goat. It was, I mean, what a cool, cool, cool animal. Um, I, I don't want to get too out of whack here, but the day we were leaving, uh, right behind camp, there's a big billy. And, you know, um, the shale that comes at the bottom of these cliffs, big cliff, and there's this shale uh, at the bottom, and this this goat's maneuvering around in the shale at the bottom. And I go, do you suppose that stupid sucker can climb that cliff? Ten minutes later, I look back, and he's midway up the middle of this cliff. I mean, it looks like it's wholly (laughs) impossible to be on it. Another ten minutes, he's at the top. I, I do not know how it's possible. He's but anyway. got four-wheel drive. Oh, my gosh. They For are sure. such a cool animal. That's so funny cool. you say that because when I'm sheep hunting, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. i got to put it in four-wheel drive right now because when my hands and my feet are getting me up the mountain, I'm in four-wheel drive. So my analogy, I keep saying, we're going to put this sucker in four-low and ratchet out of here. <laughs> that's how so, I get out. Okay, anyway. so 22 years, it was a surreal feeling. Yep. So why did you pick the outfitter you went with? Well, first of all, I picked a unit. So I had to choose the unit that I wanted to apply in, and I wanted to I wanted to apply. Um, there were harder units to draw with slightly bigger sheep, um, and it's when you say slightly bigger, three to five inches. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, I mean there's not many hundred and eighty inch sheep in Wyoming. You know, I mean it is what it is. You gotta you gotta realize what you're what you're going for. But this was my opportunity to shoot a sheep. I wanted an old, big, mature ram. Um, that's what I was. That's what I mean. I was targeting that, and I wanted. I wanted to be back um, in that that super uber remote stuff, and we went back. Um, so you picked your outfitter based on him getting you back to a remote area. Yep, is that right? I I picked. I wanted a. I wanted somebody. Um, I I had three different, totally distinctly different options in my outfitter, and um, this guy I've known for quite a while, and I and I get along good with him, and. Um, my analogy is he's a killer, you know, he just, and he's a bulldozer. He's a bull. He is a bulldozer. bulldozer. So, so there are new, he's like, he's, he's, he's like our British Columbia, the one outfitter we have up there. He's a bull. He's a killing bulldozer. He's a killing bulldozer. And I thought, you know what? I, I, that's the guy I want to do. That's, that's what I want to do this time. Three years old. I want to go back in the nastiest place I can get. He'll get me there and and he'll be the bulldozer. This is kind of considered one of the nastiest places in Wyoming where I was at. <laughs> he was a bulldozer. Um, and he was a bulldozer, you know. I mean, he just puts his head down. He's a freaking fullback, and I was the tailback. You know, <laughs> and that's I mean, funny because you were a tailback in college, I, right, and, you, so, and, and you wanted a fullback to run, so, run lead for you. So he's a good guy. He's 31 years old. Um, he's a three-time state wrestling champion. Um, you know, he's just a stout oh, little. That explains everything. Uh, he's about a him. St- right. He's just a stout. <laughs> Having little grown fart. up in a wrestling family, right. that explains everything. So you know, I mean, we you know we get along really good. Um, he's got he's got really 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 good temperament towards yeah, his. I was hunter. just gonna say his um, demeanor am- is level. Amazingly different than you probably anticipate him after spending uh, you know a fair amount of time with him. Very, very good with a hunter. Very good. I would have anticipated that because here's why. In dealing with him here, outside of the fact that, you know, him dealing with um, Brutus in the office, (laughs) um, because Brutus and and, um, Pitbull aren't always easy to deal with all the time because, you know, it's their way or the highway, Um, uh, Lindley and Kelly. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway, I would. <laughs> I w- she just raised her we hand. We can't talk me- about that. <laughs> she just raised her hand and told me how many friends I had today. Um, so anyway, um, I would have anticipated that because here's why. Every time really? I've dealt with him, it's like this. Yeah. It's just, he's smooth over everything. And so my anticipation on – and he, he seems to have a kind spirit. I, he's a kind person. And, yep. and so I would have anticipated that. And it, now the, I'm looking forward to hunting with the, him the other person. The other person that I kicked around the idea with, they're best friends. Yeah, and, and they are uh, they are yin and yang, personality wise. Really, a hundred percent different, but but similar. You know, if that's possible. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so some of the same attributes. Some of the same attributes. Mm-hmm. He's, that that guy's super kind. I, I would say this guy's. So, so you first of all, you pick the unit. That I picked you wanted. The, and, I picked the unit. And then you looked at the outfitters that we book with in yep. that unit. And, 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 and how, where I did was, you get the intelligence on all these outfitters? Uh, well, it's, Just from your experience hunting in the past? Yeah, it was 12 years of run, doing rolling bones. No, I mean, we, vetted, put, yeah. we put a million hours of research so, into this stuff. So, so a so. member in the same situation that you were in could have given you a call or one of us a call. Yeah. And we could have given them the same information. Now, for instance, I'm in, I'm in the same boat elk-wise. Um, one of our advisors said, hey, you should do this. And I go, no, 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 no. I want the experience. I know I'm going to get, I'm, I know I'm going to go where I'm going to shoot a big bull. But, but bleep, I like, I like the just remote, gnarly. gnarly he, I want, yeah, I want he to wants go back in Western time. pack out yep. experience. Yep. He doesn't want a semi truck hunt yep. or a, you know, I don't want to call it a can hunt, but more of a, um, you know, he, he, he's looking for the sleep on the rock night. And, and right. be out there. My Got wife it. says I was born in the wrong era, but you know, and and I say I love a daily hot shower. That's why I wasn't. But and a, and a restroom to sit on. Hey, but the, no, that's, but, n- but, that's, that's not terribly. <laughs> but the other, the other, the other. To answer your question, is that yes, right down to the personalities to these top hunts. We we put notes in the profile of the outfitter. What guides are what demeanor. And so when we're matching these, 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 especially these high level hunts, because a hunt like this is way more dynamic and involved than a big, now I'm not saying it's any less for the hunter, but the outcome of the guide's influence and involvement to the experience of the hunt is more important on a hunt like this than it is a 200-inch trophy deer in Iowa. Okay, that, and, make, that and, makes sense. Does that make sense? Because they're going to be now, – now, now, the hunting and what they do, I don't want to take any – I don't want to make one hunt more important than the other one. Right. Because right. it's not. It's just one has more dynamics and involvement to the guide than the other one. So Brad picking this guide because, you know what, it can be a disaster if you have a personality conflict to two people on a mountain and you're back 11 miles in the middle of nowhere and you kill a sheep and you're going to have to spend the night on the mountain with a guy that you want to wring his neck th- this is an issue yeah and i would say i would say this <laughs> yeah I, that's I was, what you get if you try to google, google don't Dr. get googled don't, we're gonna don't get that googled. was your comment a few weeks ago bleep we're gonna get t-shirt says i'm a hunter i don't like to be googled <laughs> yes. so you know <laughs> don't be googled no i would say this this guy might not be perfect for everybody nope. um and, and i would but that's ju- why we have and i would judge that yeah but he he was the right guy for me but with um, the limited amount of tags that people are going to draw anyway, if they're involved with us or they want to call yep. us and use us, we have the information and the intel to get them. And and Kelly has really researched all that, documented it, and put it into the immense amount of data that's in these. So you pick the unit two. Yep. Okay. Then you pick the guide because you were looking for a bulldozer and a killer. Yep. Okay. We got that. Okay. And then you went on the hunt, and what happened? Let's just go. Well, is amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. So we, we had a shooting school that weekend and my buddy, Brian, abandoned me. So I've got all this other crap leading up. And I'm, I'm first time de- he's ever had to do anything on his I'm own. I'm defocused, right? And so, so we get done that night and I, I wrap up here at the bone cave and I get a text. He goes, what time are you thinking of leaving? And we're only five hours. It was, we're only five hours from them. And I go, I don't know why. Because originally Brian was going to come with me, and that you know, I mean, he was stuck. He was stuck in Alaska. Well, yeah, I I, I was going to execute that on the one of the past podcasts we talked about that. I stayed for the nine days. We anticipated me being out because we'd never had a hunter in that camp make it past day four 
without killing a great mature ram. So I went in there with all the anticipation in the world. Now, I booked mine before he drew. I want you to know that, yep. okay, everybody listening. Because then when he drew, I went, okay, well, the good news is I'm going into a place that we believe that, that the results will be this. And so I'll be back. I'll do the shooting because school. We, we'll jump we in deep the down, we're hopeful that he'd be back for the shooting school. It's, you know, I mean, they're yeah. – um, it, it, we've got it dialed into it. But now I've been yeah. there five days, and I got forty-five miles yeah. on my feet, and I'm I'm staying till the end. You know what I'm saying? So right. so mm-hmm. so, uh, Lindley goes one one of the nights. Lindley goes, well, what, do you, how? What's the plan? I said I have a plan for Brian because he's not going to be back. He won't make it. It's physically not possible. He won't make it back for my hunt now. And you could see she didn't know that yet because she got this. Well, what if he shot it? I said, no, it's too late. We're past, we're past the point, the point of no of, return. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's not. And she's like, oh, no. But anyway, um, so he says, hey, we could still pack in tomorrow if you got up early. And I said, I'll, I'll see you in the morning. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I'll get up at four o'clock. Like uh, yep. No so, problem. See so, at nine. So Brandon, Brandon flies out, bless his heart, to help. He came and he, he, yep. he, yeah, he was, was here. Yep. He was the pinch hitter for Brian. Yep. And uh, me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I hate to, I hate to leave you, but I couldn't sleep. So I'm like, I got up early and I blew out of here. And I didn't even, I didn't even, I, but I texted him. I'm like, I left early. Sorry. I appreciate you coming, but I'm not going to see you this morning. <laughs> yeah. Good. And he gets up, he gets up early. He gets up at 5 30 every morning anyway. So he's, but I blew out of there and we, so we, I jet into camp, and the original plan was we were going to stay. Um, I was going to stay at his house that night, and I was kind of, you know, I was I was organized for that. So, you know, I, I mean, I got there. Horses are loaded. Everything else is loaded. It's in the truck. Throw all your crap in the truck, and we'll head up the trail. I mean, we were just in a. L- let's let's backtrack for a second, if we can. Okay, okay for everybody listening, because I think it's important for them to understand this. When you drew the tag and you picked the outfitter, there was two ways you could have hunted this unit. There was two ways you could have hunted it. Yep. You could have hunted it early, backcountry, go way in, yep. nasty. He, he uh, registers for a couple campsites, and yep. you guys hunt remote drainages. Yep. Right? Or we could wait because the tag runs from when to when? First uh, of September till the end of October. And you can hunt the you could hunt the end and hope you know you could wait for the weather to push, so every ram in the park gets pushed out you know because they can't live up in that high country. Yep. So they start coming down. Um, that would have been another opportunity. The snow would have pushed them down. It would have pushed them to a lower elevation. Um, there was, I, I was at the very highest peaks in that unit. Yeah, you were one drainage from Yellowstone. Yep. And you were at the highest peaks in the in the in the farthest back. Yep. point of the wilderness you can get to before you go into the park yep would that be accurate yep we, we that's were, exactly we right were super close to the park okay. you could see you could see the park from we got up we would climb up because i went in four days earlier something to scout and spend my time up in there so i went in before the season started right. um i hunted before my hunt you know, right. and so you, you, you went to locate yep. a ram before the day, yep. so you could be on a ram that day. Yep. So, so when you made the decision, what made other than you wanted that adventure? What made you say no? I won't wait till October because traditionally, I mean, well, not traditionally, with with a few exceptions, it always snows in that country because of where it's at. And it pushes the Rams out. Well, it could have snowed easy enough September first. Yeah, because it I mean, snowed. It, it yeah, snowed where I was because it's been cold. That's no big deal there. Cause, right. I mean, we were. Um, we spent most of our time glassing at eleven five. Yeah, and and the sheep were at twelve to thirteen. Um, no, the well, a lot goats of times <laughs> the goats. Yeah, the goats were at the top. The goats. The goats are just in. You know, they're they're in the just nastiest, most miserable, craziest. There are a lot of goats we couldn't have So why did you pick this? I picked this just for the adventure. I picked it for an old mature ram. Um, I thought I had a, I, I thought this possibly would give me the most remote access to, you know, three and five or easier right. units to access. Um, this is all wilderness. And you knew you'd see maybe less rams, but you wanted to go back yep. in and hunt it hard. I, I wanted to just go give it, give it my all and maybe see, maybe I'd uncover some ram that, slipped by the last few years and nobody had ever seen because re- residents don't get back to that stuff 
Perfect. I mean, they they so, really don't. I right. Mean, so so that's cool. So now we'll fast back forward. So now you got there. You're on your way in. Yep. And I had a great horse. You know, I wasn't one of these dang 18 hand. My, my horse was 15 hands. It was a normal horse. Um, well broken. Uh, easy to get along with. Comfortable to ride. I had a good saddle. I You know, I chose not to bring my saddle. Brought my scabbard and I brought some uh, saddle bags and... Uh, uh, you know, I talked to my outfitter and I said, Hey, I got two good saddles. They're super comfortable. He's like, no, he goes, you're welcome to bring it. I got good stuff. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to bring my stuff if just to swap my stuff out with your stuff, but I'm not riding a $12 homemade saddle again, if I don't have to. <laughs> um, and you know what? I wasn't, so he had a 17 inch saddle for you. <laughs> I, I think it was a 15 and a half uh, yeah. <laughs> no he needed 17 <laughs> so you know I, and and the trails the trails are rem, the trails are remote now wyoming's wrong wyoming's unique they have no wheeled access have no chainsaws i mean you're going into the just the crap if if it was not for outfitters nobody would ever get into that country because nobody else is going to go Buck saw all that crap out, and so, so how was uh, um, how was the ride in? It was great. What? We went in like ten miles the first day. Wasn't gnarly. It wasn't bad at all. It was easy. Okay, so you went in ten miles the first day. Yep. You had a great ride in. Great ride. Set in. up a camp that night. Yep. I mean, we set Did up you glass sheep that night. Yep. So you got ten miles in, and you're on. Ten sheep miles night. in, I I tied my horse up. I didn't even take the saddle off him. I sat down. I I wore my binoculars in. Within. Um, Two minutes, I'm spotting sheep on the mountain. No way. Yep, and I saw a huge billy goat that first night too. And we had this. We were at this park. It was just a. It was a flipping amazing park that we were. We, we no. When you say camp. park, it's not a park, uh, folks. Like you're expecting. What he's talking about is it's an open area and it's, it's, it's a meadow. It's a meadow. Yeah, it's a big meadow. It's a really nice meadow, and they set up a camp. Oh And, my and you had a romantic evening with uh, so your outfitter. No, so my outfitter. <laughs> so he, he, you're in sheep, and he doesn't like to start a fire. You know, I would have liked to. I would have liked to fire. You know, I mean, but he's like, I, I don't want to take a chance. I, don't, you know, we, I just never start a fire. Four days. I mean, we're in four days early or whatever. So I'm, you know, I could have easily sat by a fire. I love a campfire at night, sitting around camp. Um, but we just sat out there and glass sheep. I'm a better closer. I might have talked him into it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, well, I, I think that first night I saw 19 using lambs, and uh, we might have got on one ram. I got your satellite out. text that said, I'm, I'm, I'm here, I made it in because I was just getting out. He goes, I'm here, I made it in, and I'm sitting on rams, or I'm sitting on sheep or yeah. just above me. Oh, and yeah. And I was like, ah. Uh. Yeah, because I, I, I barely sat down, and I'm like, I'm on sheep. I got sheep. And he goes, you do? I go, yep. And I walked him right in, and I mean, there's just sheep all. That's pretty mean. Sheep to myself. <laughs> I'm like, oh, here's a big goat, too. And he's like, oh, that is a big billy. You know, I mean, it was so cool. I mean, it, we saw a lot of well, a lot of billies. Man, they were thick in there. So then, so then, what happens the morning of um, next morning? We woke up, reglassed. You know, didn't and see it any was still big early. Ramps. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was early. I mean, we weren't in any rush at that point. I mean, um, you know, we didn't get up at four in the morning and saddle the horses in the dark and keep right because we we rode out from there and we kept going up. Um, we basically, um, you know, it's this is different than Colorado, but uh, uh, you know, I mean, well, it's more remote. Oh yeah, it's it's it, yeah. way more remote. But yeah. I mean, it's like you can't. It's not like you can just keep riding. I mean, pretty soon you run out of unit. So we rode as far back as as we essentially could ride. Um, we couldn't we couldn't take the horses. We could take them about another two miles. Otherwise, it was just too. Uh, they it, it was not horse country at that point. It was, um, you know, you're. So what day did you spot your ram? Um, I, I spotted my ram, that ram on the, on the opener on the morning. Cause we hadn't seen that ram yet. Um, the day before we saw two good rams and, uh, he's like, well, what do you think of that ram? And my comment was, what do you think of that ram? And he goes, he's a big ram. And he goes, would you be happy with him? I said, I said, I, I in my gut is telling me he's not as big as you think I said, but you're the sheep. You're the Rocky Wyoming Rocky Mountain Bighorn sheep expert, not me. He shot 50, 50 rams in there. 
on another 20 internationally and in Alaska. 20. So yeah, so he's he shot, shot. He's killed he 70 shot rams. 70, available. 80, 90 rams, you know, because he's, he's guided in Alaska um, for one of our top outfitters in a remote place. He's guided in overseas. He's in a sheep Asia. guy. He's a sheep hunting killer. And so he uh, said one of them was good. He's like, and you were hesitant. I was hesitant. I was like, I, I, I was like, I don't think that's my ram. I said, now here's the deal. I don't have to hunt ten days to shoot to shoot that ram or a lesser ram. If you think I'm silly to pass it up, I'll shoot we'll it. We'll go tomorrow. kill it. Tomorrow. I'll shoot it. Tomorrow. If we can get on it, we'll go kill yep. it. And he was in a good spot where we left him that night. Um, you know, I mean, we'd found the day before we'd found some big rams, but they were. Uh, they were a long ways away, and we had, we had trouble with smoke. Um, you know, like the day I shot my ram, it was a it was a it was a mile visibility. It was so smoky. My Leica uh, rangefinders, uh, I got several twenty two point one yard readings when I tried to range them. <laughs> um, I, that's tw- not that's twenty two point one and twenty three point eight. No, it was just smoky. In, in the night when we had our headlamps on, it looked like it was raining or so snowing. He, so here's a question I have for you. So you spot this ram. You're, you're not convinced on it. He he says it's a good ram. Yeah. So he's not selling you on it, but nope. he is letting you know that that, that, that he, would be something I, it, that typically he would consider shooting. Yeah, I, I would so say then why was, didn't you kill it the next day? What happened? I, I, I was I – was, that wasn't my ram. Okay. I didn't feel it was ram. First of all, I was right. I was like, unless you tell me to shoot it, I won't shoot that ram. Okay. So then, did you not go back after that ram the next day? And you started looking at new areas. We went up uh, to place? the same spot to to relocate them. And you- and there was two bands of rams in that bowl. Um, one had uh, a bunch of little rams. So there was one group of five rams, and they were all banana horns and just young rams. This other group had seven rams in it and two mature rams. And, and two of them were hard to distinguish one, one from the other. Super tight curls, but they were short. Um, you know, I was thinking maybe 32 inches. I, I, you know, it's hard, it's hard to tell. Right. Um, but he was like, man, he's really, really, really heavy. Um, so you were going, dude, this is good. Yeah. But then you get there and you're looking for those rams and what happens? Uh, you know, uh, we just set up and it was windy and it was smoky. And I'm like, I got rams. And he goes, where? And I pointed him and it was, they were, um, I, I would say, you know, we kept, we kept easing down the, the ridge. Cause what we do is we get on top of this hog's back and run down, down it, g- right. go down the very top. And we'd just go and we'd sneak behind so we could stay in the rocks. Yeah. Um, There's kind of a rock wall in places where we could sit and glass. And so we'd glass and it was probably, I don't know, noon or something. And I got rams. And uh, I said, they're 23.8 yards away, my range finder <laughs> says. Cause smoke, smoke. Because I'm trying to wow. figure out, because I called it Stonehenge. Wow. There was a stone cliff because I was like, I could range the cliff, and it was 1,071 yards. So they were inside a mile. They were inside a mile. That was the tops we could see was a mile, and it was really hard to see. So you mile. spotted a new band, and your ram was in there. My ram was in there. Was there other good rams in yep. there? Yep. But he, he was he was just different. He was he – was, Well, uh, he flares out, which is cool. Yeah, he flares out. I'm a little out. bit of a sucker for that. I know. Even on the bighorn types, because when you look at him straight on, because if you want to see this ram, just go to – Rolling Bones Instagram at Rolling Bones, and uh, um, he was a totally different ram than the first ram. The first ram, you remember the the Russian sheep that had such a tight curl. Yep. The first ram looked like that, and he was really compact. He's a tight curl, yeah. But he didn't, you know, that one. That one went all the way. He was a full curl ram. This one dropped. It seemed like he was down by the bottom of his jaw. And so you saw this one. He saw this out. one, and I was like, and he's like, that's a better ram than we saw yesterday. And you're like, good, let's go kill him. And I said, let's kill him. And, uh, um, you know, everything looks different. You know, there, there's a lot of contour in all those cliffs. And I said, I think we can get pretty dang close to him. And he goes, he goes, I think we can too. And I said, if we can get to Stonehenge, I'm thinking he's not that far past Stonehenge. And he wasn't. So we, we, we got to Stonehenge, and then we had to go another 500 yards. It was farther than I thought. But you just couldn't tell. My rangefinder just was in. And then you were like, so were you breathing a little heavy when you got him in your 22 years of waiting? You picked the right unit. You picked the right outfitter. So now truth, you're sitting on your sheet. Truth be told, it, it, 
it, it, it was different than I expected because I got on, we snuck right up because I go, I think he's going to be right there. And my outfitter goes, I think he's going to be right there. We popped over the ridge and they were right there, um, 400 yards away. And I was, uh, he, and he goes, do you want me to take your camera? And I looked. Cause I was I was going solo. I was going all naked on Just that deal. <laughs> I handed him my camera. Well, that he has not played that game, and so I'm on it. I got my Leupold dialed up. I got my crosshairs. I got my dope dialed into my scope, and I am on him, and I'm solid. I've got my I've got my uh, puffy bag to lean on. Now I screwed up with my puffy bag because I ran it horizontally because I was on a rock cliff, and uh, I should have put it the other way but he's like i can't see him i I can't see him i can't see him so now you have communication breakdown between finding the animal in the camera the cameraman and the shooter and you're like oh man and this is an experienced cameraman so what he doesn't understand is back up five or ten well i think he was i think he was hitting a little blade of grass in front of me he was a foot behind me and I was almost, I was at the very back because I was like, okay, I need to make sure I can clear that rock in front of me because I was shooting down a steep angle. And I was like, oh, this, this is, I'm just close enough. I don't want to take a chance. And he was hitting something in front of him. So anyway, we farted around until I had a, I had a sh- slam dunk shot. And two minutes goes by. And then it's not a slam dunk shot. Now it turns into <laughs> not a slam dunk shot. And I've got two minutes to get worked up now. So, so now you're excited. No, <laughs> now I'm excited. So <laughs> that'll do it to you. And then, and so I squeeze, I squeeze my gun up and I just see my bolt lift a quarter of an inch. And so I get on this and I squeeze, and I'm rearranging. And what time of day was this? It was one o'clock in the afternoon. One o'clock. So you got. You're like, dude, let's get this thing killed. Noon. It was maybe and let's noon get one, me yeah. the hero pictures. <laughs> Twenty-two years. Got my outfitter. Got my <laughs> unit. And, and so, so now this ram has gone down into the rocks. I mean, he was right on top of a knob. He was begging, begging for me to shoot him, and we couldn't get between uh, the two of us. We couldn't get on the same page because I'm like, can you see him now? Are you on? Are you on it? No, I can't see him. No, no. And so pretty soon he's in the rocks. Now I see my bolt because I just, because I, now I'm shifting. It kind of reminded me when I was in that boat in Alberta, right? My shot angle keeps getting harder and harder and harder, and he keeps going away. And then I see my bolt. I mean, it didn't lift very much, but it just took me out of battery enough. I squeeze the trigger, and it goes click. And I'm like, what the? I jacked that out. And I didn't, I didn't have my, my bolt wasn't closed enough and I'm, and I didn't get a shot. So now he's, now the Ram's gone. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> oh, no so, way. Oh, so, so then he comes out and, and now he's in a group of five Rams and uh, he goes, man, there's, don't shoot, don't shoot, you know, cause I couldn't shoot cause they were, they, they kept jumbling up together and then he just barely clears, and I can see the top of him. And I'm like, I think I can sneak that bullet in over that rock. Well, I didn't because I squeezed the trigger off. And I needed one more inch to get over the rock and kill the ram. And, and I rock. killed that living dog crap out of the rock. I just, I could see rock splatter in my in my. Now Mark the five. ram's on the move. Now the ram's on the move. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I was, so now I'm stressed. Now I'm, I'm so mad at myself. And his buddy Brian isn't there to to grab his ears and say, "Listen, let's have some reason here, so, brother." And, yeah. So, uh, so I, I probably shouldn't have taken the shot, but I knew I was going to kill it. I knew I could sl- sneak that bullet. There was a little opening and through the rocks, and uh, you know, there's five sheep milling around, and I had to wait for them to clear. So anyway. Uh, we we're watching, and there's a little clump of trees a mile away, and we don't see these sheep with the sheep run into it, and we don't see them come back out. Are you kidding me? And I'm like, I got sheep right there. And they circled around, and so now they're a mile and a half away. We beat feet. <laughs> 
and it's hard to beat feet on a cliff on a cliff knife's edge and it's those hogs you, you know in montana those little uh, that uh, that that little finger finger buttes that we look over into that alpha field yep. how slippery that yep. is it just crumbles crumbles and crumbles. It, you just put your foot down and it just goes mm-hmm. we were on that for 700 yards and you're steep you know how your quads are aching and quivering and um <laughs> so so we get over there and there's my ram um and he comes out and so i i move around i position my bag and vertically this time yeah, and I smack it into him. <laughs> and these four, it's funny, these four, so we can't see him. He he goes down and he goes, shoot him again. Well, I'm already, you don't usually have to tell me to shoot twice, right? I'm, I'm jacking another shell in, and I can't find him. You know, he's in one of these little cuts. And these four younger rams are looking because they don't know what to do. They are lost without Uncle Albert there, right? They just stand there. And I can't see my ram. And uh, pretty soon I can see, I can see him just lift his head up, and I, all I can see is the top of these horns. But he's not. He's he's in, he's in the hurt locker, right? Right. And so I said, just in case, I'm going to sit right here because he can't get out. I I, I got, got I got everything covered. He goes, okay, I'm going to go down, and I'm going to get eyes on him. I just so I'm going to go get eyes on him. And uh, so now I'm just watching because I'm watching because I can't see him. I can just he lifts his head up. I can just see the top of his horns in this one spot. And all of a sudden, of course, I've lost my guide because I, you know, I'm watching the sheep. And all of a sudden I hear this walking. (laughs) These four rams come right on top of me and they're spitting rocks down the cliff. and I'm ducking their rocks. They're trying to get back at me, I guess. I don't know. I got rocks falling all all over me. Rams (laughs) revenge. Oh my gosh. So, and then I look over and I can see him and, uh, and I, and he yells, he yells, got him, but he's, you know, the Rams a thousand yards away. And I heard, in in my brain now, I hear shoot him. I'm like, shoot him! Oh no! <laughs> so I'm looking. So I stay up there for another 20 minutes, and I said, I bet he didn't say shoot him. I bet he said I got him. He said I got, and him. he was dead. And he was dead as a hammer. So, but he fell 600, five, 600 yards off a cliff. And that's why I couldn't find him anymore. Um, and he was upside. That's down. why his lips and those. Uh, yeah, he got a little beat up. But you know they can fix that. Yeah. So so. Man, I tell you what, he's a cool ram. Yep. He's broomed out. Congratulations. Thank you. I mean, it's like, dude, yep. I was like, when I got, you said ram down on your Delorum. I yep. was like, yes. So he, uh, um, and you walked up to him and you were like, 22 years, yep. unit to, here's where I'm yep. at. This is my outfitter. Uh, and was it as satisfying as you thought it was going to be? It, it, it was just, it's, it's profound surreal. and surreal is how I would say it. You know, I put a lot, it's funny because like, you know, like with the elk last year, 20 years of applying. Yeah, you've had a couple. I was going to say that at the end here. You know, I put pressure on myself. You do. I, I do. I put pressure you, on you, myself. You need, a, you need a personal manager of that <laughs> called Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I put, I put this, pre, uh, this stress on myself of like, okay, I'll never have – because I'll never get I'll, – I'll, yeah, No, I'll that's never, a once-in-a-lifetime yeah, That's a once-in-a-lifetime deal, and, and you're Can done you, with it. Because how does that work? If you went in the general, could you draw it next year again? No. No, no, I, I can't. I think so. You can't even no, apply. No, I, I, I haven't, I haven't paid two ten. No, right. I could draw. I'll, I'll apply in the um, super, the super draw. I always put in. I can draw the super draw. If you know, I mean, it just have to be stupid luck. But anyway, well, that's how I'm going to get one. Yeah, I mean, but so I'm counting on it. So you might as well count on right. it too. See what happens. So, so the sheep's there, and you know, I mean, I just, I, I sat with him for twenty minutes. Well, first of all, just coming down the hill on that stuff it's it we were in steep steep country and he landed at 9300 feet we had to go back over 11 5 11 6 so this is what i always say the problem with and it's not really a problem but moving fast is hard when every step has to be taken with reservation oh yeah because you can't and especially at my age, 53, I'm more you, careful. Right. I, I don't want to. You just don't I have don't, the dexterity you no. did when you were 28 or even 38. Walking downhill the last five years, I can feel the stress on my knee ligaments. Every and, step yep. is taken with reservation, So and and it, which slows you down. Yep. But there's wisdom 
in taking reservation in every step. You yep. know what I'm saying? Because it's not like you need to fall off the mountain. Right. It's not like you can't fall off the mountain. But if if you get in a hurry, the, the, well, the probability was way up. And, I, your and I bought is not as easy as it I bought was. new railings this year because I, I yeah, you, and those railings. You, were. you have those uh, lecky, um, and they're the carbon fiber, the ones that break down so well, and they're so awesome. And I, I found some black Ovis or black, yeah, black Ovis. They were, and they were, I was like, holy cow. And they were on sale. And I was like, I'm buying those. I got one day out of it. So I've lost a railing because I bought the new railings. And my first day I'm using it, <laughs> I snap one. I mean, and I just planted with it and it just snapped. My black diamonds never failed me and I've had them. But I want it because I uh. like the ones that you got. And so much that Brian Martin bought them the next day after we all went together. And I'm like, well, here's one, and they were half price. And I got to tell you something about those. That's the thing. Uh, a week or two ago, we did the podcast on my uh, – um, so go back and listen to that one if you want to. But the thing I missed, that I, I went through the gear that I really was impressed with, and I said, I know I'm forgetting one, and it was my my your, railings. Your railings. My railings. Well, I'm going to buy the exact same railings because you and Brian have the same ones now, don't you? Yep. Because he bought he, – he had the same ones I had, the black diamonds. Yeah. And he went to those, though my knockoff, my black Ovis. I like the straps on them because it's funny. Um, my straps on my black diamonds are stiffer, and I don't like how they rub on my wrist. And I was, it's funny because the first morning I used them, I was like, you know, one of the things I like about these most is I like the straps. They yeah, don't, they're, they don't they're loose. rub. They don't rub they're on my wrist. Yep. Well, I literally planted, <laughs> and. And my, so you're on your way to sheep to no, – No. No, this is the first day I use them. So now I'm down to one railing. So And, and, and now, and now I'm you're down coming and, off the mountain to and, your sheep and you don't have half your and railing. And he goes, he goes, you better take one of my railings. One of my one of my we call them railings, folks, yeah. because in Russia, um, the, uh, I didn't have them. I had a stick. And the sheep guide goes, railings, railings. They yeah. make good railings. And it makes sense. Well, fortunately – because I'm like, I don't, want, I don't want to be the guy who takes other people's crap, right? And he's like, listen, you, you got to get back. And I'm like, well, I, I, it's no more important for me to get back than you to get back. Yeah, he's 31 and he, does he, shit he was, for a living. <laughs> he, was, he was super awesome. He goes, take it. And so he went with one railing, and I had two, because we had to haul that sheep out. We had Excuse to balance. We had, there, was a, there, was a, there was a limit and we had to balance the limit. We had to do a little load shifting around because it was, um, it was, it could have been easy for either one of us to get more weight than we so could now, get out of there. What time was it that you? So you're at one o'clock. You're on the ram at one thirty. You've made up the mile. You've killed the ram. Or are you at two o'clock? At one o'clock, the ram's dead. One o'clock. So the, so we got a dead ram at one o'clock. Yep. And it took two, you how long to get two, down to six hundred feet? Uh, it took a while. It took. It didn't. It wasn't terribly bad to get to him. But like where he landed, there's a little flat spot where you can see we took pictures. But like I took my pack off and I set it on this little rock and I stood up and I slipped back about four feet. And you could see his eyes, his eyes got big and I was like, I barely moved and I went down a long ways. And I'm like, okay. So you're nimble in those cliffs, right? Yeah. You're pretty nimble and, you know, so, so, you know, uh, I, I did set up, I had my little, uh, I had my iPhone 12, took phenomenal pictures, um, and I had a little deal. I, I could take a lot of the pictures myself because um, I had a little, my little holder that holds my camera, it had Bluetooth, so I literally could snap pictures and I could see what I was taking. So anyway, but you know, it, it was a process just to set him up and take pictures because, um there was a spot, there was a rock that we could set my camera on and there was the rock that the sheep was laying on and everything else was cliff. <laughs> so, so we loaded him up and, uh, you know, it's literally one of those deals you just push. I put, I, my analogy was, okay, we've got 2,300 feet to climb straight up. And, um, his watch said we were at 10 miles and that was GPS miles. I was like, really? And he goes, that's what my watch says. I was like, oh, because we were not on, this was not anywhere near the flat. So I have no idea how far so we So here's walked. what you do. Here's what you do. Okay. You embrace the suck. <laughs> <laughs> and in your mind, you go, ah, here we go. <laughs> well, I, so I said, here's the deal. 
We're it's two in the afternoon. We're gonna be we're gonna be at camp before dark. Well, we that didn't happen. But no, because what you don't realize is 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 there's some there's some recovery that you have yeah. to do that takes longer just yeah. to keep going. It took us eight hours, and, right? And, but I, you know, I was what? gonna guess seven. Yeah, it took us eight hours. So to you get were back. back an hour after dark. Yep. But the last Could, hour, you're you're not well. And then we get back, and the dang, we had the horses. You know, there's no trees. We're way above tree so line. So where's the horses? Well, Don't tell me they wander off. No, one of them broke the you know the rope, oh, yeah. and he's gone. So. Um, was it a pack horse or a saddle horse? They are all saddle. They, every horse he has, you can ride. Or oh, pack. okay, perfect. So we, it was a. It that was makes a, it nice. It was a saddle horse. No, it was a pack horse. So we, um, what the heck did he had? How he many had horses a, did he take in? Five. We had three pack horses, um, and uh, he called it a Mormon pack saddle. It had straps everywhere, so we took the Mormon pack saddle off, and we rigged it to his saddle, and it worked fine. Um, and he. And he walked back. Um, you know, I, I, it didn't make sense for both of us to walk. And I, my legs were, <laughs> I, was, I was like, you, you ride for a while. And he goes, you get your ass up on that horse. You're riding back. And I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you. You're he's a three-time a, wrestling he's, he's champ. He's a wrestler, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to exactly. say. <laughs> hey, let's wrestle for this. So, okay, I'll just jump on the horse. <laughs> so, you know, it was funny because he was wearing Krispies and, and I was wearing my Kenny tracks. And by the time we got back to camp, I watched every day go by his boots just deteriorated. I mean, I could watch him on the hour. I was like, holy crap. I mean, the rands came apart. The so stitching. why didn't he use Kenny track? He's obviously. Well, it's funny because he, he likes those little light boots apparently. And I go, dude. Because I, so I, he subscribes to the light boot deal. I, I set, I sit down and I go, you know Each what? To their own. Every day I've watched your boots fall apart. Have you ever tried? And he goes, I, you know, I'm going to try Scarpa's next. He just has a problem with going to Kenny Trex. Uh, he does because I, I was looking at my Kenny Trex and they've been through two tough years. Every day I could see his boots falling apart. It was crazy, and I'm not critic. I'm not critical of it. Well, if you want a pair of Kenetrex, go to RollingBones.com and get on ours. I'm going to give another good shout out because I love them, and they're good. Yeah, my sheep guide in Doll in Doll Sheepville, um, John. Yep. Okay, he's had the same pair. He wears hard scrabbles, the short ones. Yep. Oh, like these. Yep. Exactly. And and I wear them. I you know that I've worn yeah. them for years. I put red shoelaces in them, polish them, and call my Sunday go to meeting boots. Yep. Right. Well. He's had them resold four times. Really? Wow. He wears them out every other year. Yeah. And he sends them in. And he's never had a problem with them. So anyway, so you got your ram, yep. you're back. He he walked, he walked, and I and it's probably I don't know, two and a half miles back. It was all downhill, but it's it's not easy. Downhill. Downhill is different depending upon the downhill. This was not an easy downhill, you know. Um, like when, when we came off the last 700 yards off the mountain, it was dark and, uh, steep, steep, steep. And I was really careful. He was able to go. That was really where Were you was. in shale. Could, could, could you heal it down or not? Or were you switch back in? It was switch back in. It was, yeah. yeah, we were just going back and forth and, yeah. and it was dark enough. There was kind of a little path that we'd kind of come up through every day and oh, I yeah, couldn't, yeah, yeah. and I kind of lost it in the dark, you know? I had my my lantern on, but you know, you you don't pay attention for two steps, and then pretty soon it's gone. And so you know, I just just treach, you know, right. just careful. It it, it, it <laughs> you do everything with reservation. Yep. And you take one step at a time, and, and you and, made it back. And the weight on your back. Uh, one of you my know. favorite pictures is your Hilleberg tent with um with the ram in front of it the next morning, all yeah. skinned out. That that's a cool picture. Yeah, that's a cool picture. So when you're riding out the next day and everything's packed, you had to be going, dude, I did it. Yep. Yep. It was, it was yeah. And, you, and know, you, you I, had a Rocky Mountain yep. bighorn from Wyoming yep. in the Rocky Mountains. Yep. I, I enjoyed just the ride the in. Park I enjoyed the ride out. I mean, I just thoroughly. Good for you. Congratulations. That, yeah. that, that is a big, big deal. And. Here's the thing. I'm telling you, we use Leupold scopes. Yep. And I was in a camp with a guy who had a Night Force on. And I'm not, I have nothing bad to say about Night Force. No, super good scope. Super good scope. Heavy. Yep. Um, 
uh, MOAs are a little harder to articulate, or and they're fatter. The uh, um, the uh, the reticle, reticle, uh-huh. and uh, what um, what reticle did he have he on? Had the, uh, did he have the did he have the new TMOA? TMOA, yeah. Oh, that's a good. That's a good reticle. Yeah, it was a good. Reticle. The old NX uh, NX two. We had to re-zero yeah. it. Wasn't oh. near as easy as the Leupold. Yeah, because I would. The I would go check out our website and our membership yeah. for Leupold products. Leupold makes a great product. Yeah. Their scopes. I think this. I think what Bruce and his team has done with the VX five, the VX six, and the Mark five yep. has superseded what they ever have had in the past. And from a hunting perspective, I think they're spot on. Yeah, I had the Mark five on my gun. Well, yep. my gun was my gun was awesome. You know, he says a lot of people come up with these big cannons now. I brought a 6.5, 20-inch barrel. Um, it was perfect. It was a I perfect took a 6 to Alaska. 6 Creedmoor. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I th- I, yeah, it, it's pretty crazy. Uh, so you brought, uh, you brought the, the VX5, which is probably VX5. perfect scope for that. You brought, you brought the 4x20, the 3 to 15. I'll tell you what, when Leopold puts the TMOA in that. Um, Even the Winplex is nice, Winplex though. Winplex is good. I know. The, the, it's the, good. My, my favorite scope right now that I have on um, two of my rifles, I like the VX5 because that's my coyote gun, and I took it up there, that uh, six Creedmoor. But what I really like is the um, uh, three and a half to 18 to 44 for hunting. Yeah. And I, I'm going to put that because next week the we VX6. leave. The VX6. Yeah, the VX6. Next, yeah. Week, w- next week we leave yep. um, for uh, Alaska. Alaska. Yep. And I think I'm going to take the PRC65. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, That'd be a good Because it's it. just lighter and I need something because we're going to be working through all the, uh, um, you know, that muskeg and uh, the. Uh, um, yep. Uh, those uh, knuckleheads. Uh, yep. um, the, yeah, whatever I they can't. Yeah. yeah. I'll think of it. The we, tussocks. All yep. the tussocks up there. And I want to, I want to, I want the lightest rifle I can take yeah. on that because I'm going to have caribou on my. Back. And there's a lot of there's a lot of grizzly bears yeah. up there. The six Creedmoor is probably a little. Well, light my coyote gun's a little heavy. Yep. Well, so yeah. So, but you took yeah. a great gun. You took the, the scope worked seamless. Scope. Uh, yep. Um, and uh, away you go. The yep. thing I like about them is they have big enough eye box that after 150, 200 yards, you can pick up and call your own shot. That's yep. pretty impressive. Yep. Yep. So. So anyway, if you're looking for a scope and a Leupold, give us a call 605-644-8000, and uh, we can answer any questions you might have about any of those new Leupolds, or go check our website at RollingBones.com. What were you going to say? Just real quick, a little bit about the future in Wyoming, because it's not going to be like it is today, yes. probably. Well, Thank that's you. a good point, Bleep. Um, so I had 22 years, 22 years to draw my tag. I think this year 25 was the top. Now what happens, there was about 50 people, 50 people ahead of me. There were 330, if I remember. You know, it's been a year since we did our apps on that. So you had pretty good, uh, you had pretty good luck. I I had a 30% chance of drawing my tag in the unit I applied for under the circumstances this year. Um, But there is a big push from Wyoming residents to limit the tags, and and I didn't realize the profound effect it would have on it. There was some nuances. Right now, this year, I think we got non-residents got 54 tags. So... There's a lot. There's a lot that goes into that because I figure they make about uh, 1.6 million dollars from preference points from non-residents per species. Per species? No, no, no. For elk, for moose, and for bighorn sheep. Okay. Yeah, because those are 150 dollars a point. You don't think elk is more people even apply that they make that kind of money? Well, I didn't. I didn't do. I didn't run the math. Oh, okay. I, I, it was, I was somewhat indifferent to that because they're not. Right now, the proposal is not to change that. Um, proposals just on moose and big on sheep. the big five which is moose goat sheep and they're going to grizzly bear to and bison well grizzly bears bullshit yeah um, because they don't even they, 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 it gets there and they gets jammed up in yep. the courts and they need to kill big uh grizzly bear about 70 percent of them just to be tolerable now right but anyway um i'll probably get some hate mail on that uh well no they have particularly during elk season they have a lot of problems we didn't have any issues with grizzly bear because they're um, they're still up high eating moss. Um, you know, they're up with the sheep and the mountain goats. You know, you know, grizzly bear, you understand it because we've done so much grizzly and brown bear hunting. They live where sheep live. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw, caribou, I saw caribou more in the grizzly bear yeah. on my trip than I did legal rams. Yeah. So 
<laughs> now, what happens? I saw Wolverine too, by the way. Oh, did you? Super cool. Yeah. So those those uh, anyway. Let's we're, yeah, we're getting away from we're so, getting away. so they're going to go to ten percent is allegedly alleged. It's, it's not for sure, right? So this 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 state congress, uh, the state representative has pre- presented this bill and he's done it several times. But I think you know it's one of those things. Be careful what you wish for because I told him that if they do that, which is fine, they're going to have to make up that money because they sit on that money for five months. They're making interest on that. $2,300 for the tags. You know, I think what a resident's 100 I don't know what a resident tag is. Which is not bucks. compliant to the banking and uh, um, credit card laws, but whatever. So they hit you, they hit you for 58 bucks for credit card fees. Because you have to deliver on fees. something within 30 days or something if they're going to hold your money. Well, so they don't because... No, I know. The, because it, they, they sit on it <laughs> for a long time. But Wyoming, I don't think... They have enough resident hunters to fund their game fishing parks. That's no way. No, there's 700,000 people live there. 500. 500,000. 500,000? 500,000 people. There's 700,000 antelope, I think, maybe. (laughs) And and, and there's also a a quarantine place there, Jackson Hole. You're in that city. You just go three miles any direction, and you can get back to Wyoming. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. But- but if they do that, so it wouldn't actually, it wouldn't limit, because there's 54 non-resident tags. There's four random so draw tags. So it's a tags. complex Because the scenario. way this, the, the way they would have it written up, it would go from 54 tags, it looks like, to 10 non-resident tags. Oh, wow. Which would. So you're very fortunate to yeah. have drawn and got that. So you really need to draw your moose this so year. So I'm thinking, because I, I'm, I'm probably going to change my moose plan, because moose has just gotten You dead. just need to draw. There would have been moose in all of these parks going up there. <laughs> but they've been decimated by None. wolves and grizzly bear. Yeah. Well, you know what? <coughs> we, were, we, were in, we were in unbelievable elk habitat, and I saw, six, I saw six head of elk, and I heard two bugles. You know, it's, it's, it's just a whole different world. But so my point is, is that you're going to probably, if you've been doing this on your own, you probably need a strategy. You're going to probably have to have somebody understand this because um, there's, if, there, if there turns out to be no random tags, you, why would you even apply? Why, why if you didn't have 20 years well, of preference? that's the problem. That's going to spread like wildfire, and people yeah. are going to start stopping. And what you're saying is yeah. then economically, yeah. they're going to strangle themselves. They're going to strangle themselves. And, and it doesn't make sense. But if you're sitting here listening to this going, hey, what should I do? Yeah. You have a resource in Rolling Bones Outdoors. Yeah. We're here. You know, if, if here's my thing. If you've been on the fence about a membership and a booking service or an application service or a company like ours to assist you in your strategizing and hunting adventures or fishing adventures, you know what I would do? I would give us a call, 605-644-8000, pick up the phone, send us an email, engage in a conversation, and, and take a step towards seeing if you like the service and the communication and the involvement you get. We're, that costs you nothing. We're here to do that. See if you like us. I always like in, engaging in relationships by saying hello and having a conversation first. It's the easiest way to do it. And then if you say, hey, there's some value here. I like the way they handle themselves. I like who they are. There's character there's integrity that we can make a connection then then let's see what we can do for you and we're not trying to oversell you we're not trying to undersell you we're trying to fit around uh, a round peg in a round hole or you know uh, and, and 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 make it fit and we 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 really do want to do that so i think that what you're saying though is there's dynamics to a lot of these western yeah. states that's fluid and it's ever evolving and always constantly changing and we can help with that well even to the extent the last few years in my application strategy in Wyoming and and I mean I'm I'm on top of it because it's 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 been so important to me it's been an integral part of my yeah big 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 well between Wyoming and South Dakota you have 20 plus years and a lot of species and and you're at that sweet spot where you have to pay attention because you could over you could oversubscribe to applications and end up going whoa I just shortcutted myself on Mm -hmm. an unbelievable world-class once-in-a-lifetime hunt and I don't want to do that and that strategy is imperative and having you being at the at the tip of the pen, if you will, yep. with that type of dynamics, and it allows us to consult the right way right. for all the other people out there. And Wyoming's been pretty good about it, you know, if a health a serious health issue like one of these guys fell off his damn the altitude kicks your butt. 
most of the hunters that come there are from sea level. You know, 80% of the American population lives within 100 miles of the coast, right? So most people that draw this tag come from sea level. And then they're hunting at 10, 11, yeah, 12,000 feet. They've just never adapted. And this, this poor guy, last year, he just passed out in his horse. Um, <laughs> and he just starts doing that f- slow fall out of his saddle. Hits his head on yeah, a rock. Lost all mu- muscle control. Voluntary yep. Muscle he just he, altitude sickness or whatever got him, <laughs> and he passed out in his horse, in his saddle on the horse. And you know, so I don't know what that. But, but say there's one or two of those tags. Pretty soon you go from ten tags to eight if Wyoming, you know, because that they've been pretty honest about. Okay, this guy took his lifetime to draw it. Um, one of the guys that drew this year has COVID, and he lives in Florida. There is no way that he's going to be able to come hunt right now. He can't walk. He said he, well, I need to tell you that story because you know him. Yeah, you told it to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he can't walk from the bathroom to his bedroom without stopping and gathering his breath. Well, he lives in Florida. There's no way he's going to be able to make it at 11,000 feet. It's just not going to be possible. Well, Well, one one thing before you wrap up, what do you think that Rams scored, 160? um, You know, I think... uh, I think he's going to be right around 169 is what I, 169. I, Brian, that's a Brian Martin. That's number. a Brian Martin number. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, um, and so I, I would say 168 or 170 and some change. <laughs> I, I don't, you know what works for me. You know what? It's funny because I didn't put a tape to him. I asked the guy at, when they court him, I said, what were the measurements? I think he said the main beam was 30. One was 34 and a half. And, uh, and the bases were 14 and a half or you 14 remember, and three quarters. Mass shrinks length all the time visually. When something's really thick like yeah. that, it always looks shorter than it is. You know, yeah. it's like that doll sheep that 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 record doll sheep that was killed in uh, um, Alaska last year. Yeah, um, that thing they passed it up the year before because they thought it was short. Well, it ended really? up being 39 and a half and 40, and uh, yeah. just carried the mass. And so, because um, that was, I think was in the Talkeetnas, right? Yeah. Or yeah. the toke? The, no, no, it was the, in the t- was it was it in the toke? Uh, it was a draw. Management units. It was yeah. a draw. But anyway, Maybe but he it, did, it didn't care for him. He bought a governor's tag. So, but we're digressing. Uh, the fact of the matter is, congratulations. Thank you. Thank fact you. of the matter is, things are changing forever and always will be in these western states. There's always political landscapes. Yeah. There's always uh, species die off. There's always things between the biologists, the fishing game, and uh, the state uh, legislature and what they want to do for non-residents. Um, I, I would encourage you to take a look at a membership, a resource. It, you know it wasn't that long ago Wyoming had 10 or 11 random draw tags for non-residents. Mm-hmm. Now they might have 10 tags for the preference point pool. Exactly. And those changes are reason in itself to ha- have a resource that can help you. You know what? Even if you don't become a member, give us a call. We'd love to help you no matter what. Become a user. It costs you nothing. It gets you into our um into our uh, community and uh, we're here for you so listen i appreciate you listening just a quick reminder be sure to subscribe to hunt the world wherever you get your podcast itunes spotify google play and many more give us an honest review we'd love to hear from you you want to hear about something we'd love to hear from you we want to get better every single day until next time stay safe be healthy and happy hunting as I'm choking on my own um, cough here. Maybe I got COVID. <laughs> I'm, I'm being a little Biden here. All right. Hey, have a great week, everybody. <laughs>